to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 265 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. Later on tonight, we will have a special guest on the podcast as well, one of our participants in the Fantasy League. We'll get to that in a little while. We've got some race discussion and everything first, though. Uh, James, we had the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum this week. We get to talk racing. The season's just about getting ready to get started. Uh, but uh, how's it going, man? Good, man. I um, was all in on racing yesterday. My family was upset with me again. Uh, <laughs> life was back to normal. When when the cars are on the track and on my TV and everybody just likes me in my house, things are normal for me, and it felt good. Tell, it felt tell real the story. Good. What did your daughter say? Uh, she said... <laughs> I can't even tell it without laughing because her face was so her face was so sunken and sad. I said I said to my oldest daughter, Ellie, we get to watch NASCAR today, and she goes, "No, why?" Uh. So yeah, I live. Eric, you have uh, you have. I don't know if it's the fortune or misfortune of being surrounded by by boys who, you know, like this kind of stuff a little bit more might pay attention to it. My daughters, um, I have hope for my youngest, but boy, uh, when NASCAR's on, they are, they just don't want nothing to do with me, which, you know, for the most part, they don't want anything to do with me anyway. Um, <laughs> but especially during racing season, uh, they really don't like me. They, they tolerate football, but they do not like when, uh, when racing's on. So I've rubbed it into my wife a few times the last couple of weeks that it was almost NASCAR season. And she's, Super excited. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta lay the groundwork with the wives because if you don't if you don't you know, it comes back on you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty fiercely. So I, I do the hey, you know, Daytona's in a few weeks right. and then there's the clash. You gotta remember that's coming too and and uh yeah. So oh, see, I, do it, looks. I do it the other way. I just I just try to get her annoyed with me because it's not usually too difficult. Well, um, yeah, you know, it's funny because like the first year we did this podcast, I could kind of do the whole like, well, it's kind of like work. OK, you know, like this is <laughs> it's a job now. And yeah. but then as the lack of money has come in from this job <laughs> and the amount of money has gone out for this job, um, she's less tolerant of it now than she used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. When we started recording a couple of weeks ago and I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast and I'm doing a podcast next week. And, and then <laughs> you and I were scheduling this one because we had the interview at the end of the episode. And I said, Hey, you know, I have a hard start time at seven 30. It's like, Oh boy, yep. <laughs> here we go. Usually we get into the groove, but the, you know, it, it's the, it's the, it's the ripping the bandaid off of the off season. That uh, is the hardest part, but not, yeah. once we're in the groove, we're fine. We're almost there. Right. Yep. Oh, well let's get into it. James, we had a race last night uh, as we're recording this podcast uh, the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Uh, we will start our new format of top topics to discuss with our first topic. Martin Truex Jr. wins the 2023 Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Truex went winless last year and starts the season out with a win. And I'll tell you what, the last guy who won this race won the championship that year. What do you think of Martin Truex Jr.'s performance last night? Yeah, man. Um, well, he, he survived yeah. and kept it out front. And got the win. <laughs> so I, I think that's the best. That might be the best way to save it. But, you know, all, in all honesty, he was uh, there was a couple of cars during the heats that you could see were a little bit different. 
Um, I thought Byron was a little bit different. Truex was obviously a little bit different. And, and heck, even the RCR, both the RCR yeah. cars, uh, we'll touch on that. But um, you could tell Martin had something going uh, early in the early in the evening and, uh, you know, just pretty much kept it clean and uh, and survived, man, because it was that was a that was a show. Yeah. Sure. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Truex was strong all weekend. Um, practice well. Uh, did pull the Martin Truex wine session after qualifying um, where he wasn't happy with the way they do the qualifying order or something. Yep. You know, he was bitching because they, the track was cold <laughs> and he got had a bad qualifying run, but uh, managed to work his way up through the field in this heat race. And yeah, I mean, it was it was the Martin Truex Jr. show. It just took him a little while to get there, but. Once he got there, it was over with. And I'll tell you, you know, people could move through the field. Truex moved through the field a little bit. And I mean, we saw Kyle Bush go to the back and oh, dude. come yeah. right back up to, yeah. I mean, run second before falling third intentionally. So, well, that um, in the heat race that they were both in, Truex and Kyle, there was some legit racing going on. And yeah. I don't know how many drivers in the field are as talented as Kyle Bush <laughs> because. <laughs> He showed it with clean crossovers, and Truex was going at him. It was awesome. I was like, man, this is really good racing. And, and that was probably the peak of the, of the festivities of the evening because I thought um, – I was just stunned that I, you, we were actually seeing some real racing there uh, in those heat races, and it, it looked really good. I'm like, man, but this is setting up for, for quite an evening. And then we got a little bit, a little bit sloppy in the – in the uh, second half of the race, but nonetheless, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, Eric, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what, uh, what this does for Martin Truex Jr. for the rest of the year. Um, but I, I, what I do know is that I saw some, I saw some things that I really like that I, we'll talk about here in a little bit, but I, I think, I think maybe we have some takeaways from this race. I wasn't sure about that, but what, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, so I listened to Denny Hamlin's podcast today. Um, first episode of De Actions Detrimental uh, hit the uh, hit the iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, and and Hamlin mentioned that last year they were terrible here. Um, the Toyotas were terrible here, and the Toyotas then went to Martinsville and were terrible at Martinsville. And then the second half of the season they figured out Martinsville, and then they come back here and they're good here. And he said it's surprising that there's carryover between these two tracks. But personally, I don't think it's that surprising. They're really, I mean, this really is a, a lot of half, yep. half size version of Martinsville for the most part. Um, so I think this tells you that, you know, Truex is going to be dangerous at those at those flat tracks. He's going to be dangerous at Martinsville. He's going to be dangerous at Loudon, you would assume. He's going to be dangerous at, at Richmond, um, which are places that Truex is good at anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this very, very much bodes well for what the rest of his season is going to look like. And I think. I think this race tells us more about the upcoming season. I mean, don't get me wrong, James, it's a quarter mile racetrack and it's not going to translate to most weekends in the cup series, but I think it tells us more about what we're, what we can expect the rest of the season this year than it did last year by any means. Cause last year, nobody mm -hmm. knew what the hell to take yep. from this race. Yeah. And I think, uh, we saw, we saw a totally different experience yeah. uh, last night than what we saw a year ago. And, and I, you know, you and I kind of tweeted at each other a little bit about this. Basically, they've got cars and parts now, so right. the drivers don't care, you know, at this at this point. Yep. Um, 
maybe that was a detrimental thing. Maybe we should have <laughs> put some restrictions on them at the end of the day. Uh, well, but thank yeah, God I, they I, couldn't do the hail melon. I mean, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And, and I think you know, but but to your point, you know, I think Martin, um, I, Martin signed. He signed a little bit late last year, and I think it's because he didn't want to. You know, he had a good season, even though he didn't have a win. Right. Um, but I think he was really discouraged by how he was running last year, and. He's better than that, and now we're going to see, you know, I think we're going to see a guy who's going to contend. Obviously, he's going to get a playoff spot, I think. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I, he's going to he's gonna win some races now. I, I don't I don't see how he wouldn't. He's, um, Martin Truex Jr. In a, in a JGR car is not going winless two years in a row. No, it's too long. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I, but I, I think um, this was a nice stepping stone for him uh, to, to have a, a good season. I, you know, I know he's going through. You know some stuff, and yep. and he's just been kind of battling through. The last year was probably really long, really rough, not much fun, and uh, this is going to be. This is just you know a win can do a lot, and I, I know there's people out here out there who don't believe in momentum or things like that, or you know, but you know we get that monkey off your back, mm-hmm. you get a little looser, and the whole team's feeling themselves just a little bit more. Uh, that's, that's not going to hurt your performance by any means. That's only going to make you a little bit faster. So I think, I think you're right. I think he's going to run well at the tracks that we know he can run well at again and, and steal a couple of wins here. That is a terrific transition because our next topic is the RCR cars finished second and third. Uh, Kyle Busch makes it up to second, lets Austin Dillon go at the end. Said Dillon had a little bit better chance at getting trucks, um, tried to get the win for RCR and the Chevrolets. But that that brings me to Kyle Busch. We mentioned already, you know, went to the back with a spin uh, after getting taken out by Joey Logano and uh, and comes back through the field. One of the few cars that could actually do it came back through the field to run second. Um, And I think Kyle Busch with a positive attitude. Listen, this guy didn't forget how to drive last year. He's still in the last two years. He knows how to drive a race car. He's a great race car driver, still one of the best in the business with a good attitude. He's going to be dangerous this year. And right now he has a good attitude and maybe it's the, yes. maybe it's the hemp car. Maybe it's uh <laughs> <laughs> well, he keeps hinting at that, right? Maybe yeah. it's, it's the new well, scenery, which is more likely the case, but, uh, but Kyle's going to be dangerous and he proved it uh, last night. And I think he's going to make Austin Dillon better. And I think he already did that. Although, Austin Dillon ran good in this race last year too. So, yeah, he did. And uh, you know, I I wanted to. I, I, it's amazing how fast the world can take you because we'll we'll probably hit on this a little bit more, Eric. Uh, I, I wanted to think that yeah, he's coming in here. He's gonna have a fresh start. He's gonna run fast. I still think he's gonna run fast. But then you know, his personal life, he's got issues again yeah. with uh, the, what's going on in Mexico, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. So I don't, I, I still don't know what to do with him. I just, you know what I mean? Like, is he that, is he different or yep. is he just the same? He's different. You know what I mean? Like he's different. I, Look at how I much know, fun he was at the chili bowl or the leading up to the chili bowl this year. He's doing the stuff with yep. Brexton. Brexton's moving up through the ranks. I think, I think Kyle's a different Kyle. I think there was a lot of stress and pressure over there at, at JGR. And I mean, we don't have it in the notes, but considering uh, Christopher Bell's comments this week about, you know, oh, not yeah. being allowed to run dirt racing, essentially. Um, yeah. I think Kyle might have gotten out of that organization just in time before the fun stops over there. So that's um, probably, yeah, that's probably true. And he hit Truex with a legendary um, goose 
on the metal, metal stand. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It was Tony Stewart-esque. He got up under there and goosed him real good. <laughs> and uh, and it, it looked like, okay, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's going to have a little bit of more fun this year. Yeah. So uh, it was good to see him, you know, it was good to see him you know as far as the car and the driver on the track like that was that was kyle bush that was not kyle bush struggling that was just that was just kyle bush and that's that's what you want as a nascar fan you want you want that guy you want that guy mucking it up and he was mucking it up all night long you know the only thing that scares me with kyle and this was brought up on the teardown uh by i can't remember if it was jordan or jeff but the thing that worries me is that Kyle's always had that guy. He's always had like Joe Gibbs there in the background trying to calm him down. Well, now he's got RCR or RC on the mic. Yeah, that's right. Telling him to wreck people. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Childress be has been known to come on the radio and tell you to wreck somebody. Yeah, man. Um, that could get Kyle in some trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, now he's got, you know, he's got the guy who took off his watch on his right. side. So, <laughs> so Kyle knows what you know, Richard ain't afraid to throw down. Right. Yeah. He knows he's got his back. You know that. Yep. <laughs> uh, how good. about, how about Ryan priest? Next topic. Ryan priest runs oh, well man. before a fuel pump issue. Uh, yeah. I, you, dude, I was, he was going to win this race. I was, was soured on Ryan priest. And I think I forgot the talent that this guy has when he's in good equipment. And, uh, yeah, he, he showed that it, that might have been the right choice to put him in that car instead of Cole Custer. My, my tweet that I didn't send. This might be my this might be a new segment for me, Eric. Uh, <laughs> the tweets that James didn't send. Uh, who had a worse night than Cole Custer? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> Ryan Priest came in. Dude, he drove through the field. Man. Took the lead. Looked like he was other, other than I think Truex probably would have still got him eventually. But my goodness, that was a great drive from Ryan Priest. Uh Tony Stewart looked like the looked like a kingmaker there yeah. uh, by putting him in that car. That was an awesome drive for Ryan Priest. I I hope man, I it would be fun to see him be that be that guy. You know, I don't know if he's going to be uh I don't know if he's going to be a playoff contender. I don't know what he's going to be just yet, but if he if he really is one of those guys who's going to make a run at the playoffs, that's going to mix it up a little bit more for us. I'm uh, you know, we, we have, we're not doing any preseason picks or anything tonight, but I don't know what to do with him now because I was, I was thoroughly impressed with what Ryan priest was doing last night. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, if you were to, if you were to say, let's build a track that Ryan priest is going to be good at, you'd probably build a track like this. I mean, you'd build yeah, a track right. like this. You build a track like Martinsville, um, you know, somewhere that the modifieds race on, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, Bowman gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. uh, he made a fool out of me last night because I really thought that he was going to do nothing in that car. And again, it's only one race and it's not even a points race, but uh, people knew Ryan Priest was there last night. That's for sure. Yep. And I, I bet I, I, you know, just to reiterate, I think, uh, I think old smoke was up there in the broadcast booth with a little bit of a grin on his face yeah. when Ryan Priest took the lead going, I told you so. Oh yeah. Cause that was his push. He wanted him in that car. So yeah, uh, I kind of felt bad for Cole Custer though, as as Ryan Priest marched through the field in that forty one car, because <laughs> I guarantee to you, Cole Custer wasn't ever going to do. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No. I know Cole Custer's a good driver. He is. He is. No, but you, uh, man, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> Ryan Priest might be special. He yeah, might be special. He could be. I, and this is his opportunity. He said last night, or it was one of the quotes I had heard last night, that he's been waiting for this opportunity his whole life. This right. is the this is what he's worked his whole life for. Uh, and I did not know Eric that he had mortgaged his house to get a couple of those Xfinity starts that he got wins in, uh, 
you know, over the last couple of years. I didn't, that was the fir- first I had heard that he bet on himself big time and uh, like, love to see it pay off. I hope it works out for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Wiz Khalifa performs at halftime, halftime in quotes of a NASCAR race. James, what'd you think of uh, Wiz Khalifa? Let, okay. Let me ask you this way. Were oh, you yeah. during the Wiz Khalifa performance? Were you Jeff Gluck or were you Bob Pachris? That's <laughs> what know, I want to know. I love that you asked it that way. <laughs> I was Jeff Gluck. <laughs> And I've never, you know, I've never went out of my way to listen to Wiz Khalifa, but no. I was bopping back and forth because I know those songs. Yeah. I mean, I've heard them before. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I don't care what anybody, NASCAR Twitter can, you know, shove off for that one. James, I had fun. That was fun. I'm going to side with you on this topic because I'm not going to side with you on the next one. Okay. Um, but I'm going to side with you on this one. I thought the performance was incredible. So I, I, uh, I watched the race delayed. Um, so I actually could have skipped through the entire performance had I wanted to. And I intentionally watched the whole performance partially because I wanted to discuss it tonight, but partially because I was entertained by it. Um, it was good. have that. Even, even if I wasn't entertained by it, do you know what the greatest thing about that performance was, was all the shots of the young people in the crowd that were dancing along and enjoying that performance. If, yeah. And if, if I, if I was somebody who created reality TV shows, uh, watching white people dance to Wiz Khalifa that I got, I was entertained by that yeah, because that was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, I really, in NASCAR, how many country I love Eric, I'll say it. I love country music. It's my favorite, my mm-hmm. favorite genre. Um, I can't do another country show at a NASCAR race. No, can't we've done it all. We've done Even it all, classic man. rock. I mean, how many times can we get, a 50-year-old yes. rock band to perform at a NASCAR race. Let's, and, this is good for the sport. And, well, and and I think, too, if Wiz Khalifa performed at the Super Bowl, people would lose their minds. They'd yeah. love it. Yeah. And we got them for, what, three songs, right? So right. I, we'll take it. We'll take it. That's pretty fun. Now, he, he wasn't super enthused to be there, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Spake did her best <laughs> interviewing him. And then, you know, he when he was done, he was out. Uh, but... I mean, God dang, dude, he came in, did his job, did it really well. Like that music sounded good on the TV. I mean, which you, you don't always get on uh, on the TV broadcast. It does, was great. Does Justin Timberlake sit there and watch the Super Bowl after he performs at halftime? Probably not. He probably he, jets well, out of there. Maybe Timberlake. Might. Maybe he's a bad he example. He might. Yeah, but Katy Perry sure. Is yeah, Katy, in there. Who, Katy Perry's not sitting around. No. Who else was in there a couple of years ago? So that's well, who, that's. I wanted to ask you that, James. So we. The Super Bowl every year, people tune in for just just for the halftime show. That's is right. this something that I mean, obviously, this is something with this event that we now have. Is this something you could inc- we could incorporate into more NASCAR races? I don't think you're going to have 36 halftime shows throughout the year. But is no, this something that you can take I... a few of these races and instead of doing a pre-race concert that nobody sees, find some way to do something during the race to draw that interest? If you had a race that was scheduled, Could you see a halftime performance at the Daytona 500? No, that's too long. That's too long of a day. I I, I you know I'd like to I'd like to say that could work. Well, you I could do it if you sw- if you change the race to 300 miles. Yeah, but if that's the that's the problem. You can't change the Daytona 500, right? It's got to be 500 miles. I I don't know if if you had a race that was scheduled for 2 hours, which this race prob was this race was, but it, ended up going like 12 um but you could you could have something where you could incorporate a halftime show 
like if you went out to California and you you know you ran a 300 mile race or 300 lap race on a short track, right. uh, yeah, you could you could incorporate halftime shows into a two hour time frame. But if you're asking fans to sit there and watch a race for four hours plus a halftime show, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough sell for anybody. Yeah, that's hard. That's the hard part for me. I I wish there was a way we could figure out to do it. I, I think. I think the experiment with this race is great. Um, I think that there's there are opportunities like this throughout the season. Um, they may not present exactly like this, but that will will create. I mean, this is I I haven't been there um, to the Coliseum for this race, but everything I hear, the atmosphere is completely different. And mm-hmm. there are amenities that we can do at your local. I mean, your typical your Michigan International Speedway or wherever the typical NASCAR racetrack that can create a better fan experience that will bring more people in than just the race. Yes. You know? Yep. I wonder how many people tuned in just to see that halftime show and then bailed out. Yeah. I'm curious. I, or, or they're going to YouTube and watching the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably the, that's probably the next thing that's happening, which, you know, at the end of the day, they see Wiz Khalifa, they see that logo, um, that NASCAR logo. and, And Hey, that's something, right? You're, you're getting, you know, to use a digital marketing term, which I mm-hmm. uh, spend most of my time in, you get your impressions, yep. right? So are they positive impressions? I hope so. I think they are. Um, and, and I think it's a good thing, obviously, at the end of the day. So it was it was good, man. I, I had fun. My wife even came into the to the room and was like, hey, I know that one. And I'm like, yeah. My wife asked me, what are you listening to? Who is that? I said, it's Wiz Khalifa. He's performing at, half, at halftime in the NASCAR race. And she, yeah. it was a couple of minutes. She goes, she says, Halftime? It's like yes, there's a halftime for the clash. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, and I was I'm so glad you brought up Jeff and Bob because that tweet, that tweet from it was Jenna Fryer, right? I think so. I I I retweeted it, but that that tweet of those two during that halftime show is probably the I don't know if there will be a funnier moment in this season than that right there. It was pretty beautiful. Oh my god, that I was laughing out loud because that is totally Jeff and that is also totally Bob. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get ready to disagree. Uh, yeah, next topic. This year's clash has 16 cautions versus versus last year's five. Uh, it took us a significant amount of time to complete. I don't know, 15 laps at the beginning of the second stage. Uh, what are your thoughts on the race as a whole? The the actual racing product that we saw this year at the clash, James. It wasn't great. <laughs> Not this year. I, uh, and I watched every single lap and it got after halftime, it got painful. I will be, I will be honest. The running five laps over 30 minutes got, got pretty hard to handle that, that late in the evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you'll disagree with that part of it. Um, I also wasn't a huge fan of the Ram and slam that was going on. That's probably where we're going to disagree. It was a little bit, it, it was a little much. I I was going to say, don't you think, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what you think. Uh, I don't think so. I think, I, let's put it this way. It Yes, did it get frustrating that, oh my God, we're under caution again? Yes. And it, I think it was more frustrating because it just took them so long to get started again. I mean, every restart, you were guaranteeing at least three caution laps because of the choose rule and having to make another yes. lap before they got the one to go and all this stuff. And I know it's only a quarter mile racetrack, but that's a lot. Um, so there, there was that issue. 
Um, that being said, so again, listen to Denny Hamlin's podcast today and, and, uh, his, his social media guy, I can't remember his name, but his co-host on the show, um, mentioned that they, every time somebody wrecked somebody else, the fans, the, the student section, he called it would go nuts where he was <laughs> and they would cheer and they would be flipping off the driver that spun them out and all this oh stuff. My God. And James, that is the stuff. I get it. This is not a great representation of what NASCAR is, but once a year, it's it's fun. It's, it's something. It's it's an inter. This race is about the entertainment and not just, the race. Yeah, and it's just. I think the problem is it's just too much time. Well, here let me much dead, let me fix it for time. you. Let me fix it for you. This is how we fix it. We take this 150 lap race, we make it a 250 lap race. And we count the caution laps. So you're still getting your race time, but every lap they run under caution is counting. So you're taking time off. I know it's longer, but you're taking time off every time we run under caution. I don't think you can count caution laps at 150 laps on a quarter mile racetrack. It, yeah. it, it would shorten the race too much when you have periods like that. We would have run the whole second half under caution. But I think if you almost double the race length or double the race length and then start counting cautions, you're okay. I think you're good I, then. I think I have a bigger fix. Okay. Can we reduce the field by maybe 15 cars? Yeah. I mean, I don't have an issue with that, except that, I mean, we already have the field stretched out like this and you already, we just lost both Roush Fenway or, or RK or whatever the hell. RFK. Yeah. RFK. <laughs> Two RFK cars for the second year in a row yeah. didn't make the, the, the main event. Um, the, the problem with reducing the field size is that you're going to have fewer people that are going to travel over there. Yep. Um, and you're you're not going to have the cars for the heat races. And now the heat races don't matter. And honestly, James, I, I, I think you'll feel the same way. The heat races really were the show. Yes. I mean, as far as the racing aspect, the heat races were great. And that's yeah, but I that's... will say that last year's race, I don't think there were enough cautions at the end of last year's race. Last year's race got too stretched out. It was like, OK, we're just watching cars go in circles again. Yeah. So I think we need I, I, I don't disagree that this was a little extreme this year. I don't have a problem with it because it's once a year. Um, it's yeah. also a non-points paying race, which we'll talk about that in a few minutes too. Um, but I don't, I don't want to see it every week. But I think if we could come to some between last year and this year and find a way to make that what we see, I think that would help. But um, I wouldn't have a problem with reducing the field size in, in the grand scheme of things because, I mean, really, I mean, shoot, we ran, what, eight, nine cars in the heat races and the races were just yeah. fine. Yeah, um, I, that, I think you run was, a 20 car field in this thing and it'd be yeah. perfect. I think that was one of my arguments, though. We still had the bumping, grinding and banging in the heat races, but it yeah. wasn't it. We, we weren't riddled by cautions because I feel I think the field could could breathe where when you have that many cars in such a tight spot, there's no there's no room to breathe. Well, Denny you Hamlin said we need to put PJ one down. Well, they <laughs> put up on the high line and yeah, let them rip. Eh? Put PJ one on yeah. the high line. And I disagree because I think the reason that this race is fun is because they have to run that bottom line because there's yeah, not it's two the old lines. Bristol style where you got to root and gouge. You put but, two yeah. lines here. You ruin the race again now because they just run yeah. side by side and nobody passes anybody. But I, I can't recall a time in the history of NASCAR where cars were getting run over two and three cars back. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Guys were spinning out based on uh, you know guys that weren't even hitting them there so. was just nowhere to go i mean exactly exactly and, and, and i think denny talked about it too like even after the race you couldn't you couldn't be mad at anybody because you didn't know who to be mad at because the person who really spun you was three cars behind you yes exactly exactly 
like like Christopher Bell said, we're having fun. Yeah, this is great. that was a great clip. It was a great clip. Oh man, I, I forgot uh, about that clip. I should have used that as the intro. Yeah, I well, that's what we do every time we start the podcast. We're right, having fun. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I just think yeah, maybe fifteen cars is too much, but ten. You know, reduce the field size down just a little bit. Give the guys just a little bit of room uh, to do their thing because I thought the heat races were absolutely phenomenal. That second heat race with everybody, I mean, that was the who's who heat race uh, of all time. Yeah, and you had a, you had a, you had a cup champ that had to go to the LCQ because he couldn't, you know, couldn't get through that that amazing field of cars. Uh, I would just like to see that type of racing a little bit more versus the what we got as far as the final product. And, and I think as far as a television product, it was in pretty rough shape uh, for a handful of reasons. Um, the broadcast partner not, is not innocent in that as well. Uh, but I think we we can do a little bit better. Um, or maybe we need to have some rules. Like if you cause, I don't know, Eric, if you cause two cautions, you're out. Or so, you know something like that. Well, I mean, I'll tell you out. what. The way to solve this problem is to soften the front ends of these cars. Because if you knock the radiator out of it every time you pound somebody, that stops that. And it also reduces the field size because you got cars you yeah. know, leaving the track. So yeah, maybe so that's yep. maybe that's what we need to do. And, and Denny again said that you know the, the hit still hurt. Bubba Wallace said that it was it was still terrible. And I don't think with with what NASCAR did to change the cars – I don't think it did anything or would have done even just looking at it from an engineering aspect wouldn't do anything to soften yep. impacts like what they had this weekend. It's more about hitting a wall at 40, 50, you know, to a hundred miles an hour yep. where, where they're softening the rear end, but the rear end is designed to collapse now. Whereas yep. you don't want it to do that when you bump into somebody because your day would be done from bumping. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, 16 cautions is too many. Um, I do agree with that. Maybe eight yeah. to 10, probably a little bit better for this type of race. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I would have no problem with reducing the field size, but again, as a, as an exhibition race before, I mean, listen, James, you know, NASCAR fans might not want to hear it, but a lot of people watch NASCAR for the wrecks and the people who are casual fans who want to come watch a race are going to tune in. Cause there's going to be a demolition derby and guess what? They got it. <laughs> yeah, I think they should just change the the layout of the track to figure eight. And yeah, be done with it. I'm yep. good with that. Let's do yep. it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, figure eight. Um, whatever. Yeah, whatever we yep. got to do. Maybe as Tony said about Talladega, you know, you just turn around halfway through the race, go the other direction, and then at the end of the race, you just have half the field go one way, half, half the field go the other way. <laughs> that would be something else. Problem to see, solved, but... man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had some run-ins this weekend. Um, and my question is, do they carry over? So a couple of them that I noted here, uh, correct me if there's more, um, AJ Allmendinger and Chase Briscoe got into it in practice. Yeah, um, that was a weird one. Joey Logano wrecked Kyle Busch, uh, Ross Chastain spun Denny Hamlin again. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Harvick tried to wreck Byron after the race who then ran into Hamlin and Hamlin was pissed off at Byron until Byron told him it was Harvick's fault and Harvick was trying to hit Byron, but Harvick was really mad at at Gregson because Gregson was the one to hit Byron to put hit Byron. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. does any of this carry over or does everybody just go, Hey man, it was a mess. We all had this situation. Let's just move on. I mean, I guess maybe the one that probably does carry over is Chastain and Hamlin because well, that's never ending. Yeah. And Denny, I, I told somebody that Denny, what, what Denny has now is he's allowed this child's behavior to get out of hand. Now yeah. he's got a, now he's got a spoiled brat that he's dealing with. Yeah. He doesn't know how to behave. You're not wrong. 
And that's that's what Denny's dealing with. He was but also put in a box last year, though, because if he had a wrecked Chastain at the end of the season, he'd have been sitting. That's right. His driver yeah. ruined that for him. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. His own, yeah, I know. He's stuck. Um, the one that will carry over a little bit is Joey and Kyle. They yeah, just, I think that one does, too. I, I thought it was Joey, funny they were in the booth together during the heat races. Exactly. Well, Joey tried to apologize, and I, Kyle's not no. having that. No. So I, that's, that's where that's going to come from. Nobody... The whole field doesn't like Joey. Yeah. So, so Kyle and Kyle's the most grumpy of the of the bunch. So yeah, that one's going to carry over. And then Ross and Denny's just never going to. It's just never going to end. Well, and I think we're going to see the old Kevin Harvick this year because Harvick's got nothing to lose. Oh yeah. Yep. He, any wrong that he's done this year, he is just going to take it to him. Yep. Because why not? I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Exactly. Give me fun. Why? Exa- yeah. I mean, he's you wreck him. Who cares? You ain't got to pay any repercussions. No. Nope. So, yep. Ah, there we go. Anything we missed in the clash? Anything else we want to hit on before we move on to news and all that jazz, James? Uh, it just looked like a lot of fun in person. Yeah. That would, I want to go to it. I, I, You know, if they do it next year, I might have to try and find a way to get out there because I really want to it check it out. I want to experience the spectacle. Lots of fun. Looks yeah. Awesome. Just the idea of walking into that place. And I, I'll tell you, what they, again, they mentioned it on, uh, on Lux podcast that this place was exactly the same as last year you would have never known that the track was torn up and put back down um they did a terrific job and it looks from tv and i guess in person it looks like a permanent racetrack and just incredible they can do that um very 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 cool i I love this event i hope it comes back next year um and yeah i'm good if we change it (laughs) (laughs) but you know NASCAR did try to tell us that their tickets were on pace with last year. And that's, that was, that's not true. That's just not true because you could tell that place was jam packed last year and it was not jam packed. I think it was that jam packed last year. They were empty seats last year. Uh, The the other problem you have with LA, LA people get there late. So of course. Yeah. That's the way it's always been, man. Dude, I've been watching the, before I quit being a Lakers fan. Right. Uh, Thanks LeBron. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Lakers basketball games, and those seats didn't get filled in until the second quarter, if yeah. you were lucky. So that's the way it goes. Uh, all right, let's talk some news. And before we uh, move completely from the Coliseum, let's talk uh, Let's talk that. Uh, Auto Club Speedway will not have a race date in 2024, possibly even 2025, due to its reconfiguration. Um, it was floated this weekend that NASCAR has con- uh, is considering making the Coliseum race a points race to accommodate uh, the Southern California market. I predicted last week that this race would move potentially overseas and be somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to withdraw that, um, that thought because they're going to race in Southern California somehow. Uh, They have this venue available to them. They're going to race here in some capacity, but James, what do you think about the clash becoming a points paying race instead? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we go to Irwindale or somewhere that's a little bit more established? I, I, Irwindale is in downtown right? LA, man. Irwindale is I 20 know, minutes out of town. I don't think we should. Listen, we already have a couple of Frankenstein monsters on the schedule. But what's wrong I don't with that? We, what's wrong I with don't a couple Frankenstein is, monsters? Not that this is not. This is not championship racing. Like this is just as this is something different. This is what you go to the county fair and see. Um, you know, you see 
your old the old boys out there beating and grinding in the mud. That that's that's what this is. I I don't know, man. It, it's not it's not to the quality that I would like to see for an official NASCAR race. I'm I'm fine with it as as it is, but I don't know. I don't think there should be points awarded for that. Back in the day, R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company was sponsoring the NASCAR Cup Series. And they decided they wanted to create an event of all-stars, of the past winners, and put a big prize up for the for the winner of the race. And eventually it evolved to a million-dollar prize for the all-star race. And um, those days, a million dollars was a lot of money to win in a NASCAR race. And nowadays it's not, James. These races yep. don't pay that much. Um, they don't pay more than your traditional race. I think the day of the exhibition NASCAR race is over. I do not think we need exhibition races. I think if we're going to put cars on a racetrack that we pay points, this should be a points race. All-star race should be a points race. Let's make them a regular race. Um, I am totally fine with making this a points race. I do think that you have to be careful and I don't know what the charters allow. Um, but I don't think you can start 36. I not don't think you can't start 36 cars here. We started what? 27 this weekend. Yeah. That was too many. As you said, yeah. um, it was more than last year. It was too many. You can't run 36 cars here. So if the charter system requires you to run 36 cars, then we can't do it here. Um, that being said, I think you can pay points for the heat races. I think the last chance race could pay points. Um, and I think you, you can, even... you can make it work even to where they get enough TV time with the last chance race and the preliminaries that this race can still be run with 20 or 25 cars or whatever. Yeah. And I, Eric, I would even say that you could even run a booby race. That's has nothing to do with the, you know, the guys who are racing for the race win. Yeah. But you could have like 20 through 40, um, run for 20th place and earn those points that yeah. way. I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it. And yeah, that, that's it. what I was thinking. Instead of, instead of transferring out of the last chance race, you run the, the B feature and, yep. and that's where you place for those, those races. And that's the preliminary to the big event. Yeah. Or, or maybe you run 21 cars in that race and the winner gets to yeah. race for the, for the, for the race win. And the rest are, you know, I don't, I don't know how you would do it, but that, again, I don't like the idea, but that's, that's a way you could do it. And, um, and I know there was a lot of debate with Gluck and Bianchi about live pit stops. But as it was mentioned there, as Bianchi said, we already don't do live pit stops at the, on the dirt race. We also don't do live pit stops in a couple of the truck and Xfinity road course races that are, are not companion events. Yeah. Um, there is not a requirement for us to have live pit stops to make this work. Right. Um, there's just, there's no reason to have to do that. I do think that you make it a points paying race. You bump up the laps um, I'd love to see them bring something like the, like the Wayland modifieds in here and run those or whatever. They, I don't think they're Wayland anymore, yeah. but run the modifieds as a preliminary event the night before. Yep. I mean, those would be cool here. I mean, they might be too yeah. wide for it, but, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm for, it. I think hell, James, I'm for running it the week before the Daytona 500, but I'm sure that they yep. would restructure this and run it, um, during California's weekend. But, um, yeah, and I guess if I I don't think the the exhibition races are going away. So let let's say we run this as a points paying race next year. Do we then run the clash somewhere else? Do we do another stadium race? Can we do two stadium races in a year? Does that yeah. lose its you know its its luster? Yeah. I think it does. I, yeah, you you got to start points with Daytona, I, but we you know again we used to that's not, not 
Exactly. That's not tra- that's not just because it's what we've done for a long time doesn't mean it's the tradition. Yep. Um so I'm, you know, if you have points before Daytona, I guess it's not the end of the world. So I um I man, I don't know. <laughs> uh I I don't know, man. I the whole thing just the whole thing's just stinky. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it. I like it the way, you know, I said let's not bring it back. But honestly, if NASCAR kept doing this, I, it's not the end of the world for me. Um, so I just don't know. But, man, points might be too much for me. If we're racing, if we're racing pay points, done. Oh, golly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I know these teams, you know, you mentioned RFK earlier. They got to drive out to California. Mm-hmm. They get no showed at the in the feature. Then they got to go back to Florida, then back out to the West Coast right after that. So they are cross-country in this bad boy three times. Well, they already um, got to do it because NASCAR is making them do it for this race. I know. So might as well give them points. I know. Well, Make it I worth guess. it. I guess, but maybe we start the season in Florida and then we have a natural West Coast swing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we move this to the California slot, it does that. So. Uh, yeah, I would love to see these cars race on, at like Irwindale. That would be a lot. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it, too. I know. But I, real... I just I I don't think Irwindale replace Irwin, Irwindale doesn't replace this, and no, I don't I know. know what it's the status is at Irwindale because there that place has been on the chopping block for years. It's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a parking lot yeah. now, which thankfully it's not. So. When I was when um, I was in California man. back in 2011, it was supposed to be that was supposed to be its last year, and it's keep it, surviving. It's hanging on. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, NASCAR issued some rule changes last week. Of course, the day after we recorded, um, we'll kind of run through these kind of quick because they kind of all blend together. But uh, start things off, NASCAR bans the hail melon. James, uh, no longer able to make risky moves. Essentially, they kind of just put a blanket out there that, hey, we have this rule that says you can't, you know, risk a dangerous situation for competition or whatever. And we're just going to put this under that rule and potentially anything else you guys do. I, I hate this rule, but it it's also the right decision, I think. Don't you? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. We said, Eric. I think you and I both said this was going to come down this yeah. way. You can't have guys, especially if you got a track with a gate on it. You can't. You just can't do it. No, and, and you're it's gonna, too. It's too risky. You were going to go to Martinsville this year, and the guy in second place was going to try this, and probably the guy in third, and maybe the guy in fourth. And pretty yep. soon you have half the field riding the rim on the last corner of the last lap. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Yep. Can't do it. Yeah, and then you, and then if you've got multiple cars trying it at the same time, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. It's just not, it's not, it's not ethical to continue to let it happen. You know no. what I mean? It's nope. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm good with this move. Um, Justin Marks thinks there's a crime against uh, a crime against NASCAR that their NASCAR is doing. I, I'm up. not going to do that. Shut up, Justin. I, I know. I, I love I you, know. man, but shut up. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. I. I mean, come on. Come on. I, this, let it. Let it go. Denny it go. said it too. This is going to save the team's money because they're going to tear up race cars trying to do it. So. Yeah. It's a fun. It was a fun moment. We all enjoyed it. Yep. Now let's let's move on. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no more stage breaks on road courses. Woohoo. Yeah. We've been yelling about that for years. Thank yep. God. Yep. I, but Eric, I think you and I both agreed. Uh, how are the crew chiefs going to screw this up? Oh, they'll screw it up. They'll find a way. Yeah, they'll figure out a way to screw it up. Yep. They're still getting points. Yeah. I saw some people saying good now ban stage breaks from all the races. No, Is I don't want to do thing? that. I don't want to do that. Is that a thing? People have wanted to do it. 
but I don't want to do it. I didn't recall stage breaks being such a problem, but this really opened up a wound. Oh, for some there's people. a bunch of people that hate them. Okay, well, but I think I think you you get rid of the stage breaks at any other track. You you get rid of what makes. So people never used to race for the for the halfway money, you know, yep. back in the day, and they're not going to take risks racing for these points at the end of a stage either. Whereas right now they will because they know they're going to get caution after the fact. So they're going to make that pass that they might lose 10 spots if it doesn't work because they won't lose 10 spots. The caution comes out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to see this go away for the rest. If you're gonna, Let's put it this way, James. If you're going to get rid of the stage breaks the rest of the races, then let's just kill the stage system, which I am yep. totally against because I love the stages. Um, otherwise, but the road courses, it screwed the strategy up and it ruined the races. The only way well, to... Gotta- the only way to fix it on road courses was to make the races longer, and we can't make them longer. I gotta, I gotta give you some credit. And if you're not gonna toot your own horn, I'm gonna toot it. Okay. Um, you sh- you said from the very first road course race <laughs> we ran that this should not be a thing at road courses. So I want to give you, you should celebrate. You you win. <laughs> you were early on this, and you what you win, man. You I win. loved road courses, and it ruined them, man. It did. Yep. It ruined them. Yep. Um, Corey LaJoy will be excited about this rule. No longer have to be in the top 30 to make the playoffs with a win. I think this is a good move. Um, I don't, I've argued all along that the top 30 thing is stupid. If you, if I think it's stupid that you have to run every race, I think that, you know, but we have the waiver system that kind of solves that issue. Um, but shoot, I think if you can, if you can run half the races and, and make the top, make the playoffs, you should be able to do it. Um, but anyway, I, I like this. I don't think you need to be in the top 30. That's silly. If, if Corey LaJoy would have won that race last year and not gotten the playoffs, that would have been a travesty. Yeah. Yeah. I just let guys, if they make it based on the, on the win loss rules, let them be in. Yeah. Just let them be. In. We've got the charter system already to guarantee they're in the field. Mm-hmm. Why can they not be allowed to run for the playoffs? Well, as long as NASCAR has the waivers too, yeah. like NASCAR can say like, yeah, maybe you didn't run enough races or what I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, let, you know, I don't like judgment calls, but NASCAR can let them earn their way in if they want to. Yep. I mean, Kyle Bush missed how many races did he miss Eric? 10, a lot, 11. Yeah. A lot. And he was, he made it to the top 30. That's why I've never really had a problem with it. Cause I thought if, if you're legit, if you're legit, you'll be right. over the top 30, no matter what. So I never really had a problem with it, but you know, it, it all works itself out. I'm I'm good with this rule too. We'll just we'll call it the Corey LaJoy rule because I think this That's came fine. from that last year. Probably, yeah. Um, the choose rule has now been implemented for super speedways and dirt races, James. Um, I was calling for this from the very beginning, and I will continue on my soapbox and say we need to do it at road courses as well. And basically, if there's a choose rule, it should be in effect everywhere. But this is a good step in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's going to make super speedways interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe less chaotic. How interesting know. would it make road courses though? I mean, you think about circuit of the Americas, James going down into turn one. Yeah. Everybody's going to want the inside. And then you got that one guy that's going to be able to jump four rows because he took the outside. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't understand why we don't do it at road courses. I but. love the, I love the choose rule. It was great last night too, because yeah. you got yeah. guys trying to get up there and make something happen. And yep. it I has, mean, Kyle, let's put it this way. It has not hurt anything. No, it's good. Choose rules. Good. I have yep. no problem with choose rule. Let, let the choose rule stand. Yep. And I, I think the fact that it worked at Atlanta is what made the super speedways um, work. The dirt, the argument for dirt was that they couldn't paint the box on the track. So I don't know how they've solved that issue. Um, but I, Denny Hamlin did point out with the super speedways, it's going to be interesting because those cars don't turn as quickly. 
So he says he predicts some people are going to hit the box because they're going to think they can swerve and they can't. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, um, I was gonna say too. Last night the choose rule got Eric Almirola in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, did. Where he didn't know that it was choose time and he got stuck on the outside. I mean, that ended his day. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that was that was crazy. But. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's got it's got its points. Um, the, uh, least surprising news of the season so far, Kevin Harvick will join the Fox booth in 2024. Um, I probably don't have to say a whole lot about it. James, any thoughts on the fact that uh, Harvick is doing what we all said he was going to do? He's going to be great. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And it'll make that booth a lot better. Yep. Um, he's going to do some truck races and, uh, Xfinity races this year as well. So to, yep. to prepare. Good. Uh, last news item, which we just added, um, I'm still kind of in the dark on this cause I don't know a whole lot about it. I've got the JSC article put up, pulled up right now, which includes Kyle Busch's statement, but apparently in late January, um, during a vacation to Mexico, Kyle Busch was caught with a handgun leaving the country during a screening at the airport and went to jail for it. <laughs> leaving Mexico to be that, to be, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, uh, it's so dumb. Yeah, so I, dumb. I don't know that there's really a whole lot to talk about here. I personally think this is over with. Um, Bob Pachris tweets that NASCAR's policy is driver and team members must make the sanctioning body aware of any arrests within 72 hours or prior to the next event. If it is sooner, Bush did make NASCAR aware of detainment for having a gun in his bag in Mexico. He did not does not face any discipline from NASCAR. So. If Bob says it's a done deal, I think it's a done deal, right? Well, there's still the little issue that he was sentenced to 3.5 years in jail <laughs> and is just walking around in the United States uh, totally fine. I, that yeah. I, Eric, you might have more thoughts on that than I can provide. I don't even know what that means. I think as long as he doesn't go back to Mexico, he's probably all right. <laughs> but it's like the rest of his life, like yeah. he's... Well, I mean, maybe, I guess if he better have a three and a half year notice if they're going to race in Mexico in the Cup Series. Yeah, I guess so. Can you imagine Kyle Busch doesn't make the championship because he doesn't get a waiver because he's not allowed to travel over the border to Mexico to run in the NASCAR race in Mexico? Man, yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We just found out about this today. I think we'll we'll hear more as we go. I think, yeah. I personally, I mean, I don't, I I believe Kyle when he says it was an accident. It's probably a stupid mistake. Don't know why he's carrying a gun with him for to Mexico, I but just, yeah. Mexico can be a dangerous place, or at least you think it's a dangerous place. Plus, he drives for RCR now, so he's probably got guns up the, you know, <laughs> got, probably got guns in the trunk of his car, race car. Uh, I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand why he had to do something so dumb. Yeah, I don't know. That's because because his last name is Bush. Ah oh, man, every time, and this is what I was talking about earlier. You know, every time Kyle Busch is a changed man or things are different, things are better, something stupid comes along. Well, you know, it's just like, I don't get it. You know, everybody in Daytona is going to want to ask him about it. So it should go really well. I don't understand it. (laughs) I just don't understand why he like what's what's the purpose of the gun in Mexico? Like, what is the purpose of the gun? Yeah, that's my that would be my first question. Why do you feel like you have to have it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm all for, listen, man, I'm a hunter. I'm all for people want to have their guns and use them for recreation. Have at it. But I don't understand, like, I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Yeah. 
I what's don't know. The gun, what's the gun doing for you? I got I, I got nothing else to add. I just I eh, well. probably wouldn't have talked about it if it wasn't news right now. So I mean it's I mean <laughs> Kyle Bush got sentenced to three and a half years in jail. Yeah. Like I don't like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's a celebrity, that doesn't matter. They don't have to actually serve time, do they? <laughs> probably not. He'll get it off the he'll get it off the uh they'll work out some sort of deal. Yeah. He'll I'm be sure. fine. I'm sure. But wouldn't that be something if uh, he got deported to Mexico? You know what I mean? Oh, like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Any other news? Anything else break? Anybody else caught with a gun in Mexico during the offseason? Yeah, thank God, no. All right. There you go. There's your news. And with that, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. James, who do we have with us tonight? Well, so, Eric, we had a rule in place that if you won the Fantasy League or finished uh, second to one of us, you get to come on the show. And my friend Taylor Pashik, he's what we've been, yeah, we've obviously we've known, you know, we've like both like NASCAR for a long time. And, and uh, Taylor joined our league, you know, a couple of years ago and gave me a run for my money towards the end. Uh, it was a little bit stressful in the <laughs> fantasy season, but as, as, as listeners of the show will know, and as, as Taylor will know as well, um, last, you know, last year we had Ranger come on, um, but Taylor, he finished second, a very, very close second. But I told him, hey, man, come on the podcast with us. You technically are the the, the first loser. So that's how I want to introduce <laughs> introduce him. Uh, but my, my that is a Taylor terrible Pashik. way uh, to introduce him, I guess. I know. Well, I want to make sure I get my jazz in early, Eric. That's the perfect way because... to introduce me, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's right. Gentlemen, it's, it's a pleasure to join you guys tonight. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Jim and I go back back in high school and uh yeah we went to actually yeah we both went the michigan international speedway together it was my first nascar race and he got to see me go fanboy on ryan newman and uh joey logano got to spin him around that uh, race nice yeah it was it was a good time yes so yeah i'm uh, glad uh yeah i'm glad you remember that it's yeah it's it's been a while um Eric has also, you know how that goes. Yeah, it was, it was, but yeah, Eric had those seats with me once before too, but yeah, Taylor, uh, Taylor went to a, we went to a NASCAR race together and only Ryan Newman fan. I know, um, which was interesting during the SRX season as well. This, this past year, we had, we had a little bit of a a barb, uh, going on with that, but, but Eric, I was going to tell you too, before we get, before we get too far into this, um, I don't know if you have nightmares, but me having one of my friends come on this show <laughs> is is a nightmare that I'm currently living in right now. So so Taylor's got all the secrets. I, I hope he doesn't let too many of them out. But, oh man, is this a little too much stress in your life, Jim? This is a lot of stress in my life. Yes, this is this has opened up a whole whole bunch of uh, issues for me. So well, now I'm debating uh, which direction I want this to go because you know I want right. to keep it on topic and everything, but now I'm starting to think maybe we want to dig a little bit on this. <laughs> you can absolutely it, it would be uh yeah it would be an unfair fight but um so so taylor uh you know one of the things i know i've talked to you about this before but i thought maybe we could talk about it on the episode a little bit um is where did you get your start as a nascar fan i know we've you know everybody's heard eric and i's story if you've listened to the show before you've heard our story a million times but t- tell me a little bit about that tell us tell us where that started for you that's a great question so Growing up, I would go camping every 4th of July with my parents and their uh, friends. My mom worked at the uh, Next Year Automotive in town in, uh, you know, Buena Vista County. And, or, well, yeah, Buena Vista Township. And uh, 
we'd go up north and we'd pick different places to camp and we'd watch the uh, Daytona uh, Pepsi 400 or uh, the, the July 4th race was always in Daytona when I, if I remember right and we'd always pick a racer and you know they'd have the kids join in and they, we'd put a buck on everybody and I picked Ryan Newman the one year and um, he made it really interesting. I don't think he won that year, but uh, I think that's where it all started for me was just, you know, um, playing along with my parents and seeing them get all riled up for Mark Martin or you know, my mom's favorite driver was Jimmy Johnson. And that was before he won his seven championships. So uh, it worked out for her. But uh, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, that's a she, good that was a good her, horse her to pick early was, on. She didn't want to be a Jeff Gordon fan because everybody was a Jeff Gordon fan. So she was going to take the sidekick. And then he ended up being just as good, if not better. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, yeah, the great, yeah, it became the greatest driver of all time in those, uh, in that decade plus of, of domination that he had. My sure. mom was a Jimmy Johnson oh. fan from his rookie year too. And, and she became a Jimmy Johnson fan cause he was cute. So she said, <laughs> <laughs> but so much well, so that, uh, we got her into one of the figure eight races in town in uh, Essexville and she painted her car all up Jimmy Johnson style and put a 48 on it. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, she was <laughs> able to do awesome. a couple races with it before it died off. So that was, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Was she in yeah. like the, uh, spec, like the, uh, what is it called? Eric, the bump and grinds, right? Yeah. Was she doing that kind of stuff? She did the or compact just like a... car races. Oh, so okay. It, she did, like, the one year it was, they had, like, two or three heats to qualify for the final, and she got runner-up in the first heat, and then I think she ended up, like, fourth or fifth. Um, Man. And then the second time she did it, her car stalled out, and I think she ended up, like, fifth out of the eighth, and she didn't make the cut. So, um, that is yeah, actually at that point, I think it was just really cool. going to be too much money to put yeah. in any more effort into it. So Yeah, I, I feel like I you know, now that you're talking about it, I knew I I kind of remember us chatting about that a little bit, but that is actually something that's really cool that, you know, I think I don't know if you know, for for me and myself, you, you know, I think my love for racing comes passed down from my dad. And I, it's it's funny that, you know, I, how how many of us can say that their mom was the bigger racing was the biggest racing fan. You know, that's that's actually a really cool story. Yeah it is makes sense though because oh. my mom was the one that worked with all the car heads you know and oh yeah yeah <laughs> i think my dad was more along for the ride than anything but <laughs> yeah yeah um so so taylor one of the uh you know one of the things that you and i have continued to have actually pretty it's pretty funny discussion from t at time to, from time to time but um you have a passion for fantasy and i'd actually say that you're after the year you had last year, you're actually not, not terrible. I'm giving you a compliment. You're going you're gonna to have to take it. You're take not terrible. Can, at, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. You're not terrible at fantasy racing. Like you have, you have a league that you obviously you're in with us, but then you have another league. Is, is that what kind of keeps you involved with the sport? You know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, over the last couple of years, you've continued to your, your fandoms kind of grown. Is that something that you, you think is keeping you in it? Well, so I guess you're opening up, the situation here i wanted to thank you guys for helping me out with winning my money league last year because uh you saved me from some pitfalls for some of my picks oh so, man uh, i don't know if you want to do that man but be careful <laughs> be careful if, you, if, if yeah, we... i'll give you guys for credits too as well i guess but, I, I don't uh, yeah if you start giving us credit for stuff like that we're going to be big we're going to get somebody well, in big time hold trouble. on a minute though james I, i'm starting to feel like maybe we should get a cut of this the winnings maybe maybe yeah or <laughs> like lunch or something yeah i'm doing it yeah. next year i mean you know we we can we can see how things go uh it's the same uh format and i 
you know, we'll, we'll talk a little more about that later, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that's definitely, you know, now that Ryman Newman's kind of switched over to the SRX, uh, I don't really have a favorite anymore. So it's kind of been, all right, my pick is the guy I go crazy about. And, um, it, it's kind of leveled out my fan base to more than just, you know, the guy. And I, I think that's made it more interesting for me to watch it as well. Cause, um, you know, just watching Ryan, you know, if he spins out early or, you know, like in the Daytona Rex, and I had not much to watch after that. And it's still a very fun race when you get like all the rivalries and the locker room afterwards, and you know, you know the uh, the shop and stuff, like them all fighting <laughs> afterwards. It's it's yeah, like I should you know have more than one guy, I guess. But uh, I I guess lately, you know, um, Reddick's been fun to watch. I know we've had kind of a back and forth with that. Uh, but there's been plenty of guys where I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'd love to see them win. Um, so my, I guess, yeah, my fandom's kind of changed in the most recent years, but, uh, I, I don't know if necessarily if I want to credit at the fantasy, but, um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Taylor, helps. I'm glad you brought that up because Eric, I don't know if I've clued you in on this, but, but Taylor and I have a little bit of a rivalry and I feel like my, I feel like I might be in a little bit of trouble because I, I've been William Byron is the future okay. and, and Taylor's uh, team, Tyler Reddick and, uh, and Tyler Reddick of, of all the drivers uh, that are, you know, kind of the young and up and coming guys in the sport. He scares me the most, I think, because he's, <laughs> he's really good and he's got a really good opportunity now. Um, but, you know, t- you know, Taylor, is that kind of, you know, you, you brought him up. Is that kind of where your allegiance is kind of lying is, is, you know, kind of rooting for Tyler Reddick here. And how, what do you think he's got here going over to the 45? Oh man. You know, I was very worried, honestly, um, just because, you know, Kurt Busch has some big shoes to fill, but uh, I, I, I think he can do it though. And I, I think we just saw a little glimpse of it in the clash and I, I hope it continues, but uh you know, he had some really good runs in the road races too. And I think that's going to continue this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to be a thorn in chase Elliott's side and, um, gets a couple W's again this year. So, um, I I think he's going to consistently be one of those playoff guys that, you know, if, if he puts it all together at the end of the season, you know, look out, but, um, he's got to get there first, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. um, you know, the, but, uh, the problem that Tyler Reddick has right now is the same problem that William Byron has, and that is he and William Byron now are racing in the Ty Gibbs era. And I'm James, I know you you and I have our thoughts on Ty Gibbs, but I really do think that he's the real deal. And I think he's going to stir some stuff up here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think so. We, we have a glut of young talent. Oh, and, yeah. And I just... Uh, yeah, I think Ty, Ty Gibbs is probably going to be a year away from starting to really get something going, but he, no you know, way. he's starting so young. He's he's so fast. First I, half of the year, James. <laughs> First half of the year, he's got to win. You think so, eh? Guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Guaranteed. Sounds good. So, Taylor, you want to chime in on that one? <laughs> I, you, you know, I like him, but uh, I think, you know, I agree with Jim on this one. I just don't see it. Uh even if he does get the opportunities where, you know, he rides up front and it's, uh, you know, Atlanta or Daytona 
Or, I mean, I know he runs well at the road courses even too, but there's just too much talent up top. That he runs the, good uh, everywhere. tracks that I just don't see it yet. I, I got to so. tell you, Taylor, you had an opportunity to to uh, ambush me there, and you came over to my side. I am, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know how this works, man. You got to play the character a little bit and come at me. Oh, don't That's worry. Eric I'm does. sure I'll, I'll play some devil's advocate, but uh, I, I can't I can't be a, a, a Ty Gibbs guy just yet. I mm. sure sure. Well, I don't think he's going to be a fan favorite doing it. But, but I don't think he's going to be a fan favorite doing it. But then again, the guy who wins all the time usually isn't the fan favorite anyway. So he's going to play that yeah. role very well. well. However, I think Ross Chastain gained a lot of fans last year. That's true. And I would say he did yes, the he did. similar st- like races where he's knocking guys around to get to it. You know, like yeah. there's just a different Yeah, but Ross Chastain comes from the is, but... he's he's like the worker. He's like that guy who worked his way in there. And Ty Gibbs is the silver spoon kid. He's going to be I, he's going to be hated for that reason. He already is. I and I think, you know, I I will I will counter that though a little bit. I think that Ty, the narrative around Ty Gibbs has changed since the end of last year oh, yeah. for, for, for obvious, obvious reasons. Right. Um, but I, I don't know if NASCAR fans are going to be as quick to turn on him as they have been in the past. I think, I think they might give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. We'll I don't see. know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll Personally, see. I still think um, this is, I'm considering it his rookie season right now starting. I know he did more races and it's not going to like, I don't think he's going to qualify as a rookie this year, but he, he will, I, he will. He, it's him and him and Gregson are going to be the, are the two rookie candidates this year. So he, he okay. does get a chance to run for it. Yep. Okay. But yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know who you, who you like over those two, but I, you know, Ty Gibbs is definitely in the best oh, situation. Yeah. Know. Oh, for sure. So that's, that's, I mean, that's tough. you know, Noah Gregson's going to be fun with Eric Jones, and I, I think they might do some damage, um, but I, I think it's going to take them some time to get up and running. And, you know, I, I really hope Eric Jones, though, puts a uh, win together sometime, and um, it'd be fun to bring one home for a Michigan driver. You know, I, I don't see Brad yeah. putting it together for a while, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Can you, can you, yeah, can you tell we brought another Michigander on the podcast? Right. We all like Eric Jones. Can't, we can't help ourselves. Uh, so, so Taylor, I know one of the things you wanted to throw out there this year, I, and I, I uh, gave you a little bit of a heads up on this part. Uh, you wanted to throw out your, your, uh, who you think your championship favorites are and who you think your 2023 champion is going to be. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off with this. I don't know if you've put too much thought in it, so I might be putting you on the spot. Um, who you, who you got kind of sneaking into the to the to the playoffs, and then what are you, what are you thinking for your final four and your champion? What do you what do you got? Let's let's get okay. it on the record so sure. we have it have it forever. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I could check back into it at the end of the season, see how wrong I am. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's uh, what we do. Exactly. So, <laughs> this is yeah. This is forever. This is forever. Yeah. So I looked at <laughs> the sixteen that made it last year, and th- I mean, there's still so many different drivers that I feel like are talented enough, you know, with or without the hardware to get in. Uh, but I, I definitely think that Kevin Harvick's probably going to drop off. And I, I, I see there's no way Truex not going to not get a win again. So I, I see them swapping. Um, and then, like I was kind of alluding to, I think Eric Jones is finally going to get that monkey off his back in these super speedways. I think he's going to get one. Um, 
So that's going to put him in. And I think Suarez is going to be one of the odd men out because, again, with the road course situation, I think the taking away those cautions or, yeah, taking away the cautions on the stage breaks is going to really favor the strong road course drivers like Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. You know, I, I think they're going to see a lot more success than uh, the Trackhouse teams. So, you know, I, I think Trackhouse is actually going to have a setback year. I, I think, you know, they uh, had a little bit of the sunshine on them last year, and I think that's going to kind of cloud up a little. So we'll, we'll see. I, I definitely could be wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I like to see Eric Jones kind of put one together for Jimmy and uh, Petty Rich, you know, and those guys and um, – so the only other driver that would leave that I think squeezes in, oh, I, ha- I hate putting it like this because, you know, we just, I, I was just dogging him, but Ty Gibbs, man, you know, like. <laughs> so he did I, come I, back around. He's, right? he's going to get lucky. That, that's how I'm putting it. He's going to get lucky. Oh, man. You know, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of the first ones out after the 16, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put him in. <laughs> I think one thing we're right, going to so see this year. Your... Hold, hold on, James. I think one oh, of the things. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We're going to see this year is I think that the gap from the from the top teams to the bottom teams is going to be much larger this year than what we've seen, what we saw last year. I think that the gap in the off season has grown between. You know, these guys have learned enough about these cars that the. The haves are going to be a lot better than the have-nots again. Maybe not to the level it was pre-next-gen um, car, but I think you're going to see a bigger gap this year. I don't think you're going to see the numbers of winners that we had last year, and I don't think we're going to see the surprise success stories. As you mentioned, Taylor, with like Trackhouse, I think Trackhouse is maybe going to be put a little bit more in their place this year. I'm not saying they're going to be a well, bottom-of-the-barrel team, but I don't think they're going to be competing as much with the Hendricks and, and the top dogs in the series. And, and Eric, just to piggyback off of that, one team we haven't mentioned in this, and we'll talk about this a lot more next week, and, and uh, we'll have our season preview, but just, just kind of a teaser for where I'm leaning. Um, I think Colleague Grayson's coming for some of those playoff spots, and yeah. I, I'm not thinking it's just one. I think they're going to take two of them because I think Justin Haley is on the cusp, and then you've got A.J. Allmendinger. He's going to win a road course There's race. too many road course so races to not give him a spot. There's too many – yeah. He's, he's got a lot of, you know, for lack of better terminology here, he's got a lot of bullets in the chamber with those road course races, and he's going to be tough. So we're, we're going to have that coming at him um, as well. Uh, Taylor, so now who you got let, – let's, let's, let's do prediction time. Who, who do you got in the Final Four? Who's your champion? Okay, so – I think Joey Logano is going to get in there again and muck everything up for everybody else. But uh, I think Hamlin finally figures it out and gets in there. Um, But otherwise, you know, I still like Chase Elliott. I I think he's going to get a lot of points in the regular season and it's going to carry him kind of like what did last year. Um, But in the fourth position, I've, you know, chalked it up a few times. But, uh, man, I don't know. I feel like... Truex, I think he's going to surprise some people. And I, I think, you know, that, that Joe Gibbs team is really going to put it together this year. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with Truex for the final four spot. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with a lot of that. I think. I think he showed last night as well. Like he's he's not fooling around now. I think he's got a little bit of a and, and, and having a chip on your shoulder is a good thing. So I don't disagree with those picks at all. I think all those guys are, are good picks. Who who you got? Who's your champ out of the four? What do you think? Uh, you know, <laughs> I like putting you on the spot. Let's challenge you a little bit. They don't call me green eggs and Hamlin for nothing. So <laughs> there you Hamlin. go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's on the, it's Taylor. If you didn't know this audio lasts forever. So yeah, I know it's here. It's on, it's on That's the I'm trying to keep my giggling under control here. <laughs> well, it lasts, it well, lasts I, as long as I pay for the pro plan on SoundCloud and, and still have the, the five. There you there. go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So I, I, Taylor and I, we were texting. We have a, obviously we have a group chat with a lot of our, a lot of our buddies from, from way back in the day. God, we've been, a lot of us have been friends for dang near 20 years and more or more. Uh, and I said, I said to the group over or under 4.5 giggle fits for Taylor when he comes on and he, <laughs> Taylor, I got to give you credit. I had the over, you went under, you did good. Well, maybe this will get me giggling, but uh, I had five bucks to oh, say, no. be my Volkswagen. So there you there go. He gets five. Yeah. Only five bucks is, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. So yeah, for the, for the group. Yes. We have, uh, we still play video games, Eric. I don't know if you knew this, but every <laughs> once in a while. And uh, one of the one of the things that we do is is Tetris, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, for some of us, but not for Taylor. He's actually a uh, one of the good ones. So, but yes, there it is. Yeah, There's five I'm five a bit bucks. Of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all are. That's you don't make us any different from from any of us, man. So, um, well, I think Taylor, that was all my questions. Um, I think uh, I, I'll let it. I'll let it go yeah, with that. But be- before we let you go, but, uh, I do yeah, want to know how the how Green Eggs and Hamlin came about. Where did that name come from? You know, I was just trying to look up some fun fantasy names uh, for my money league, and I, I couldn't really come up with anything good. I was like trying to play with maybe like Danica Patrick at the time, and I was like, eh, maybe there'd be something funny there. And then I was like, oh, Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> Lynn, perfect. It, it just, I don't know. Yeah, I was looking them up, and uh, I, I, I don't know if it's, I just found it online. Or, there's, there's not really a good story behind it, but uh, once, once it, 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 once I found it, it clicked, and I was just like, oh, I gotta do that one. I love it. And, it's, it's my yeah, favorite it's one. Than ever since yeah. for... It's my favorite one in the league. Yeah. So. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate it, yeah, that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you definitely get uh, best in show yes. for the, for the name because I, I can't think of anything ever. So. For for the longest time, when I was in my early days of, of fantasy NASCAR, and this is still when I played fantasy football, I was always Team Jim, because I just I'm like <laughs> I have no I have no creative juices when it comes wow. to fantasy. So I know it's terrible, but it is what it is, man. I think I may have did like Rocket Man, but again, my Ryan Newman fantasies, you know, it's <laughs> going with one of those. Well, but, Taylor, uh, you know our as we get older, our guys continue to retire and, and leave us high and dry. So yep. Although, my my uh, another one of my buddies was watching the clash and uh, texted me and said, "Hey man, Tony Stewart's looking extra fat tonight." And I said, <laughs> "Where have you been? It's been twenty years, looking extra fat. Don't you know? Just leave him alone." I still didn't see he looked extra gray. He well, we're all looking extra gray, so ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, James got called grandpa. Gray hairs growing myself, but I uh, did get called anyways. grandpa. Yeah, I, I did. I did get called grandpa. So. I can't, uh, I can't say anything about that. 
But Taylor, well, Eric, it was before awesome. Before I leave, do you have any uh, opportunities for me to pick on your co-host? Any uh, fodder you want to <laughs> no. lay into? No, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go let forward. him off the hook tonight. Um, but I might have to get in touch with you and just maybe have some stuff in the back burner that I can throw out there from time to time. So I will say, you know, it's yeah. funny because you you said Jim when you started. Um, so James, the the story with James and I is we he, he worked for me uh, way back. Um, uh, Still you know, do. Fresh out, yeah, right. Fresh out of school, I <laughs> uh, came and got a job at the newspaper I was working at, and he applied as James Cush. So that's I called him James and never doubted it, never thought anything different. And then, I mean, we were friends at this point. He was not working there anymore, and I called him once and got his voicemail. And his voicemail goes, "Hey, it's Jim," and I'm like, "Holy crap! Does he go by Jim to everybody? I'm the only person calling him James, and he's been living this the, his entire time, knowing me." Yeah. So uh, usually. <laughs> And usually, and, and uh, if any of if any of our buddies listen to this, Taylor, you'll know that usually when I'm getting yelled at or accosted or something along those lines, I, it's usually Jim. Um, there's a lot of damn it, Jim. Uh, there's other things. I, that's probably the furthest I'll go with the, with the cursing this evening. <laughs> but but there's a lot of that. So I mean, normally when I greet him, it's usually Jim. Yes, like, that's it. I, there's no hello. There's no hey, buddy. You know, no, it's Jim. Nice. Yep. So, yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we all have to measure up to each other. You know, I think that's, I think that's part of that. So it's kind of like a yeah. Jerry or a Newman. <laughs> right. Seinfeld yeah. reference, I guess you could say, but uh, there you go. Nice works. Work. Well, Taylor, it was awesome having you come on the show. I look forward to the text messages I'm going to get when others hear this episode and give us a bunch of crap. So, <laughs> but hey, it was I'm fun to have you on it, and so. I, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I will say, though, I, you know, the NASCAR network is is very can be very large and can be very small, but it's fun to have people that you relate to with the sport. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we do have have this to, to talk about and, and to, you know, to, you know, get after it a little bit, you know, get on each other's nerves or be, you know, be a little bit competitive about it. So uh, it's it's been fun, but I, I appreciate you coming on and and uh Look forward to the season. We'll see where this goes. Definitely. Thanks for listening, right, and, well, and thanks I'll get for you uh, in the regular season. Then, <laughs> thanks for joining. That's right. That's right. Thanks for joining the league. <laughs> thanks for participating in the league, keeping it going since James and I love it so much. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I do. So I much. do. I gotta check that. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> so much. So much. But cool. Well, thanks yep, for being so, on. All right. Yep. Yeah. Thanks you. All right, James, that is our show for the week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to uh, to preview the Daytona 500. Can't believe it's Daytona 500 time already. That's crazy. Um, but until then, where can people find you on social media, James? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, uh, post past race coverage, photos, much, much more there. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, wherever you find us today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen. I hope when you find us today, you find us with a new cover art because I think I figured out the bug that is keeping the cover art from updating in iTunes. Um, but if not, Please. we might still be under the old cover art. I don't know. I, I, You're going to have to tell me how to do this because I'm having the same problem with uh, my work podcast. So I'm going to talk to you offline. I believe the file was too large, but I'm going to, we'll find out tonight and see if it goes. Uh, if it doesn't, then I still have work to do. Otherwise we have a really cool cover art. You know, you guys have seen it on Twitter. It's been on Facebook, but for some reason it's not our cover art. So yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week to preview the Daytona 500, preview the 2023 season, and get ready to go racing. Uh-huh.